up everybody welcome back to tammy talks podcast um this is a million little things season one episode 12 the day before um before i get started a huge thank you to everyone that has been listening to all the other reviews that i've been putting out on loving hip-hop new york loving hip-hop miami black ink crew chicago how to get away with murder uh this is us I think that's it. I feel like it's been so many more, so many more shows, but maybe that's it. But a huge thank you. You can listen on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. You can also rate, review, subscribe, repost, share, tell a friend, all that good stuff. So I know this review is almost a week late, but I watched a million little things late. One, because it's a lot of stuff that comes on TV on TV on Wednesdays. So I watched it over the weekend and initially I was not going to review it just because I watched it late. But it was such a good episode that I wanted to talk about it a little bit with you all. So this episode starts off again with um, a tape of John that he clearly recorded the night before he committed suicide. So one thing that I really really like about the episode or about the series I'll say and I was talking to my brother about this earlier today on the phone when the show first started they built John up to be just the greatest person ever he was this amazing husband and this amazing friend and amazing father and now they're like dissecting him episode by episode and showing a lot of his flaws because a lot of like a lot of people were immediately coming after Delilah because oh you're cheating on him with his best friend and now we're kind of seeing how detached he was to his marriage and how he put everything else before Delilah and everything else kind of like before his family life but he made himself appear as just this amazing amazing man So in this episode, Delilah, um, it kind of goes back to the first episode, actually. And we get the scene right before Delilah is, or actually right before Eddie is saying how he's going to leave Catherine, et cetera, et cetera. So we see that Delilah and Eddie both had a plan to tell their spouses that they had fallen in love with someone else that particular night. So Delilah made plans to tell John about her and Eddie that night and by planning dinner at six I'm sorry by planning dinner at six and he promised her he would be there after they had like a little argument over the smoke detector and I think the way he like got so mad at her about like I'll get the damn smoke detector like that took me back I kind of looked at the screen like wow like just get a damn battery for it. It's not that crucial. It's nothing for y'all to to argue about, definitely. So we also find out that Maggie moved into town the day before. So this entire episode is kind of everything that led up to it. So I kind of want to go person by person. So with Delilah, she made the plans um, to meet with um, John around 6 at this restaurant he didn't show she was sitting there for I think close to an hour by herself drinking wine eating the bread and eventually Eddie showed up in his place because he must have he was supposed to tell Catherine but Catherine told him that she had to work late 
So because she had to work late, he wouldn't be able to tell her probably at the exact same time that Delilah was supposed to tell John so they could kind of sync everything up. So he ended up meeting her at dinner, which I immediately knew was going to be a terrible idea. So Maggie moved in town the day before we find out that Maggie was in remission we don't know how long she had been her cancer had been out of remission but it kind of feels like I think by the way that she was like talking to her dad and everything she moved away when she found out that her cancer was no longer in remission and that the cancer was back so she was moving into her apartment and she was on the phone with it seems like a doctor's officer an oncologist and I it feels like she was trying to get um some type of treatment set up in place like she had a meeting set up or maybe it was a doctor's appointment she had something set up in place and she was going to start that on a specific on like I think she said like Fridays at one but then when her dad showed up she rushed and got off the phone and her and her dad seemed to have an amazing I'm like amazingly cute relationship so he helped her unpack they're playing like their favorite song on the record player and he kept telling her how proud of her he was and how he's glad that she's doing better and you know how she can't keep running away from stuff so we find out about maggie in that instance at the same time rome is working on a huge super bowl commercial so he's pitching this commercial about ranch and he's like freaking out, freaking out about it. But after he pitches it, um, the people of Hidden Valley love it. And he gets the Super Bowl commercial. So they're getting all these different cards and like gift baskets and like congratulatory different gifts. And one of the cards sold him that it doesn't get much better than this. And that you can tell like his whole face changed as soon as he heard that. Um, it's like it it struck something in him so after that he like it's like he snaps right into depression at that moment or like it hits him full speed so throughout the episode when Regina is talking to him about it like are you excited and he's like yeah yeah I'm I'm excited and then towards the end we see him not able to kind of get out of that funk and I think it's because he must have to him he had reached a pinnacle like if you're working in advertisement or marketing and you get a, a super bowl commercial that's huge that's huge money on top of that so he writes out his letter his suicide note and that's when we see him pull out all the pills and attempt to take them meanwhile regina is working for a caterer and catering company and they're working they're catering for some big wigs and as she's putting out some of the food one of the guys feels on her butt she i want i don't want to say she caused the scene like they stated on the show but she definitely made a remark it got a little loud and her boss who should have had her back and been like whoa like okay I'll handle it I'll talk to these people which is kind of like these are big clients we don't want to miss them we don't lose them and then eventually at the end of the episode he tells her like he texts her and was like we'll never you know we'll never do it uh, that will never happen I should have had your back whatever the case now after this happened with Regina she called John 
And I, since the first episode, the way that they like all of these friends big up John and he's just the greatest person, like it has always bothered me because I kind of feel like whenever somebody bigs up somebody like that, like the way that they're doing it, like John is the greatest and blah, 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 and water, what up? Like, I always feel like something's not right. Something is not right with that person. And we see a lot of John shit come out this episode. So, but she called John and he gave her this amazing, like he didn't even give her like such an amazing speech, but he listened. He was like the perfect listening ear. He gave the, just the, you know, the perfect smidge amount of reassurance and the confidence booster that she needed telling her that oh you need to go work for yourself don't say someday you know when you say someday you'll let your life pass you by whatever the case um who am I missing Gary um we see Gary is with a young lady they um it's the morning after she decides she wants to leave her phone charger at his house because if I'm dating you, there's no need for me to, you know, keep my phone charger in my purse and walk back and carry it back and forth. That's her, her thinking of it. So after that, he decides he's going to break up with her. She's getting too clingy, whatever the case. So he goes and meets the guys to play basketball and him and John get into a heated discussion about it. Now for me, this is why this is personally why I think Gary is so like attached to or this is why Gary doesn't want to accept the fact that John killed himself. You know what I mean? Like Gary has always been the one that's like doing the absolute most when it comes to John. And I think it's because they had this huge, huge blow up argument right before. So after John had left the house that morning after getting into like a little argument with Delilah, he meets this guy, meets the guys to play basketball. And uh, Gary is saying how he doesn't want to talk to that girl anymore because she wants to leave her charger. They get back, they get into it. And John is like, I did all this shit for you. And I rooted for you. I was there for you when you were going through chemo. You know, why save your life just to waste it? And like, it got heated. And I kind of felt like John was going hard. Like, if Gary don't want to talk to the girl, he don't want to talk to the girl. Who cares? Let it go. You can't make somebody want to be in a relationship with somebody else. And I think John wanted to, he wanted his friends to be the man that he could not be. And so as a result, he constantly pushed them to do the things that he thought that they should like I don't say he was controlling but he was kind of like that big brother friend that that they all kind of needed so when they got in that argument they didn't speak again so that night oh so was sticking with Gary so Gary as he leaves because he leaves in the tizzy he this dog starts like following him so he's feeding a dog and then he takes the dog to takes the dog back to his house because he said the dog followed him home and the shelter was closed so names the dog Colin and as we know he does end up keeping the dog after the the shelter that he called comes the next morning to pick him up and he took them the man tells them that because he's an older dog most it's hard for them to place them because most people that adopt 
dogs want puppies for their kids. The, the average person isn't adopting a grown-ass dog. So they're looking to, they're going to give him two weeks. And if he's not claimed within two weeks, he'll more than likely get euthanized. So Gary sees it and it's like, oh shit. So then Gary goes to his oncologist because he has a checkup to make, to find out if he is still in remission. And while he's doing his testing after like the, the doctor was being an ass for one, like ordering food and stuff, but Gary finds out he is still in remission, so he calls the shelter and asks if the dog was still there. And I'm assuming he goes to pick the dog up. He also calls John to tell him that he is in remission and that he is still cancer-free. But as we know, John didn't answer the phone because he ends up killing himself like an hour or two after that. So that, that night, the day before... John is working late and he's on the phone. He's like super upset because whatever deal he thought was going to come through was not going to. They didn't get enough votes for, I think they called like the subway votes. So he's working with Ashley and he's telling her it's all over. And she's like, oh man. So he eventually tells her that finish up. We're going to call it. We're not going to work late tonight. And we see him, like, write out a letter to, like, he doesn't write out anything to Delilah, but he puts Delilah's name on an envelope. And we still don't know what documents went in there because we didn't see that part of the story yet unless I'm just not remembering correctly. But I don't think, I don't think we saw that part of the story yet. So... John takes Ashley and they go to this apartment and initially we saw Ashley kiss him and so we all assumed that he was trying that they were cheating with each other and they slept together but John pushed like he kind of told her I didn't bring you here for this and so at least we know that he was not cheating on Delilah from what we know so far so the apartment that was there is the apartment that he had as um in his younger 20s so it was like super sentimental to him. So they're looking through books and they're looking through like photo books and just like reminiscing. Meanwhile, Delilah is waiting at the restaurant for him still during this time. Um, Ashley comes across a picture of someone and asks him, who is this woman? I'm going to assume that that woman was Barbara. We don't see the picture, but we still don't know who the Barbara Morgan person is. And why he left her so much money and why he left her anything. Also, she, like, she was the woman at the funeral. She, she sat behind Eddie at the funeral. Ashley tried to meet up with her. And she didn't want to talk to her. So, Barbara is somebody. She was Barbara a mistress? I don't know. I really want to know who this woman is. So, he asked Ashley what her dreams were. And she said that she wants to go to Barcelona because that's where her grandparents are from. And she wants to see where they grew up and, you know, reimmerse herself in the culture because she's like completely assimilated due to her parents, like completely assimilating when they were over here. So after after they do that, John has Ashley sign some papers to make herself a trustee. 
And she's like, well, why, you know, why me? And he tells her because he trusts her with his life. And I was like, why? Like, it seems like a, a, a simple enough statement to make. But the way he looked at her was like, wow. Like, you can tell. Like, I mean, does Ashley not, not see that he is going through something? Maybe she's used to seeing him stressed or whatever. But I would be asking him, are you okay? So after all this, John, after they leave the apartment, John tells her, don't tell anybody about this. This is just my secret. He puts those papers that Ashley signed into a folder. And that folder, he writes something to Barbara and then he writes Rutledge on there. And he hides that folder behind the picture in his office. So when he leaves... He um, eventually goes to the restaurant and we see Eddie and Delilah talking. And Eddie is like, for all intents and purposes, acting as if he was the husband that was running late, which I did not like. I get that it was like a double entendre with the way that they were talking to each other, but I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. So we pan over and we see John is looking at them through the window. So it was in that moment that John realized, oh, now, did John realize that they were cheating, cheating with each other? Or did he think that she was just that he was just a friend that met her? So I I think he probably realized because maybe that was when, you know, after he found um, Eddie's necklace and all this other stuff. So the next more um that next afternoon after we see john on the phone he's demanding that he get that restaurant in that building or something rent freak and we know that he gives that to regina calls and tells her he calls eddie and eddie doesn't answer because eddie and delilah are sleeping together in a hotel rolling my eyes so they're sleeping together in a hotel and eddie um john leaves eddie the voicemail saying to love each other and then he jumps off the building so like i said um while the day before did give a lot of information it doesn't give enough we still don't know exactly why john killed himself we know that he was going we know that he was stressed clearly about his job but we know that he was keep you know he had this little secret apartment but what was it that pushed him over the edge what was it so that was a million little things if you guys are watching the show uh, tweet me or write me on Instagram at Tammy Talks and at Tammy Talks Podcast. Let's talk about it. Let me know how you feel about the show and I will see you guys next episode.